Good evening, James. Good evening, Buck. It's time for another episode of the Mega Power Hour. All right, what's up, everybody? It's me, it's me, it's the J-A-T-double-B, and as always, I am here with my co-host. Superstar James Starring, the guy that makes the ladies scream until they cream. Yes, the legendary creaming. Superstar, a.k.a. Jamie Jam Garvin, (coughs) a.k.a. the original Mr. Steal Your Girl, (laughs) a.k.a. OG Steal Your Girl. (laughs) <laughs> is that what did you just make that up <clears throat> yeah those are some of your AKAs sorry if that was my keys on the desk I was opening a beer it was a bottle this time <clears throat> well, well alright that, that brings us to our favorite opening segment what kind of beer is Jamie drinking tonight uh, right now I'm drinking the Storm King uh, Imperial Stout from Victory Brewing uh Let's see what let's see what it tastes like real quick. Um percent. Um nine point one percent. Yeah. So I'll be hammered in about thirty minutes after the rest of these beers. Um <clears throat> yeah, it's kinda like a it's an imperial stout, it's got a little coffee, a little bit of chocolate in it, it's kinda bitter bitter hoppy for some reason for his stout i don't know it's whatever i'll never buy it Luckily yeah it was free that sounds like drinking aids let me see <laughs> what i have here i have a um looks like some sort of apricot man or hold on i read that wrong it says paps blue ribbon <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna crack this open see what it tastes like Oh, that tastes like heaven. Yeah, heaven. Heaven in a 16-ounce can. So, yeah, we're good to go. Episode three, we are rocking and rolling with this 2.0 version of the podcast. Bigger, badder, better. Twice as famous. Twice as famous. And twice as many um, ads. We got another uh, sponsor, so twice as rich. Yeah, we have <laughs> this three weeks, two sponsors crazy yeah it's fucking incredible so it just the podcast keeps growing and growing and actually you know that's with um zero help from jamie if jamie would tell three people about the podcast god knows what could happen (laughs) i have i got i got some youtube subscribers out there for us well Uh, nice i'm afraid that you don't have any friends out there with i mean i don't know it started to be concerning as one of your best friends. I hope that you have at least one friend out in Colorado, someone that you could tell the podcast about. But I actually right. did. I reached. I reached out to him, and uh, he might be. Uh, you reached out to that one friend. I reached out to the one one friend that uh, might be doing a sponsor for us, helping us with our sponsor. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to let that cat out of the bag, but. Yeah, I've given up on the Facebook page, but I mean, hopefully this week you can tell a couple people about the show. I mean, we're growing leaps and bounds. I'm, I'm all over Instagram talking about it. We got a Twitter set up. People from Japan's on there. Oh yeah, what about Trinidad and Tobago? <laughs> yeah, Costa Rica, Trinidad's, uh, all the dads are listening. So <laughs> we're just. Uh, as they say, rocking and a rolling right into it, man. This has been a uh, – it's going to be a crazy week, not not wrestling news-wise, but I have a busy week. I got to drive into Miami every day, which is god-awful. The traffic in Miami is the equivalent of Jamie's beer. It's just a nightmare to have to deal with, so. <laughs> yeah, um, but the traffic doesn't get you drunk. Yeah, true. But um, it's, uh, it's going to be a nightmare every day, but um, – I guess we should talk. I think there was a football game on last night. <clears throat> People are calling the Super Bowl. Was that it? Oh yeah, that was last night. That was the. Uh, that was probably the worst. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, I mean the game, as they say, was what it was. Um, uh, I think I know you had some comments about the halftime show. Yeah. First of all, I didn't even know what. 
I mean, I've heard of Maroon 5, but I didn't know that. I've heard those songs, actually, they say. What, I mean, so you're doing a Super Bowl show in Atlanta. I mean, I don't think Maroon 5 is, is from Atlanta because the guy that, the guy that took his shirt off that looked awful with tattoos everywhere, he, he had a California tattoo. So if you're going to do a halftime show in Atlanta, why don't you fucking represent Atlanta besides stupid-ass big boys, the worst? I mean, I did better than him last night. I literally had a better rap concert than he did last night. Um, well, well, Travis Scott, I know you don't know who that is, but he's also from Atlanta, I think. Yeah, I don't know who that is. He's, is he the guy that came out and danced weird? Yeah, he, came, he came from an alien pod or how, whatever the fuck they did. Yeah, so I mean, why don't you do Outcast, Goody Mob, and Ludacris, or T.I., or I, I mean, any, you know, like, I don't know what, CeeLo won't come back and do a halftime show at all, like none of those guys, he couldn't get Atlanta. Well, I, mean, I think there was an issue getting people to do the, the, the show because, you know, everyone wants to support Colin Kaepernick and all that shit, but um, there had to be a better choice than Maroon 5. I, number one, he cannot sing live. I mean, it sounded like, I mean, it literally sounded like a hat full of assholes. Yeah, it was awful. Like, yeah. It was awful, and the, I mean, people are making a big deal about him taking his shirt off, but just when you take your shirt off for no reason, it's a douche move. It's I've never seen somebody look more douchey in their life than that guy. That was the douchiest move of all time. He obviously had been working out just to do that. And yeah, I mean, I, so he popped a couple weights in the back, yeah. pulled up a little bit, ran out, big deal. We both could kick his ass easily, easily. And I, you don't take your shirt. That's a huge douche move. I don't ever take my shirt off unless I'm at the beach or it's requested. Yeah, which and that's often, but. No, I mean, I'm constantly taking my shirt off because ladies ask me, but that's, I mean, nobody asked him to do it. Yeah, nobody. Maybe the guy beside him, maybe that guy that he was dancing with asked him. I'm, I'm not real sure. I don't know. Maybe his guitar asked him. It wasn't doing anything else. No, he sure as hell wasn't playing guitar. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was embarrassing, but I mean, um, the Patriots, six Super Bowls, pretty incredible. I know everyone hates them, but. You know, I, I bet the Patriots. I won a lot of money off that game, so congratulations to everyone. Edelman was a monster. Yeah, pretty. It was a pretty easy pick. I, I didn't think the game would be that that desolate when it comes to scoring, but I mean, obviously, Mister McVeigh, he had the worst coach game I've ever. I've never seen a football game where somebody didn't adjust to one thing. And then his best overall player, he just sat on the sideline the whole game. Man, they couldn't move the ball at all. And they didn't even give it to Gurley. Like, I don't understand. I mean, they didn't even try a running back screen with Gurley. Like, a guy who's very good in the open field can run faster than people, make people miss. Like, they didn't even throw a screen. They didn't do anything. They just – I'm not even really sure what was happening. I think I think Maroon 5 was actually playing for the Rams. Yeah. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> the it was like you said, like you, you have to make adjustments. Obviously, what they're doing wasn't working. I don't think they moved the ball until halfway through the third quarter at all. So no, there wasn't. There wasn't even a possession in. There wasn't one play ran in the red zone. Man, imagine until... imagine being that Rams defense and you're stopping Tom Brady, and your team can't do anything to help you out, and you're just it's three to nothing for two yeah. and a half quarters or whatever two. It's fucking terrible. I hope nobody bet the over on that. But yeah, that was a, that was just an embarrassing game, embarrassing halftime show. And even if those guys, I, I mean, I just don't know why they didn't get him from Atlanta. Even if they're boycotting the NFL, why wouldn't they go on there and do their best job and then take a knee to like, I don't know. It doesn't. None of it makes any sense to me. The whole the whole thing didn't make none of it made any sense. Yeah, it was it was not great, but like I said, I won a lot of money off of it. So, yeah. Oh well, moving on. Okay, so kind of a slow, slower uh, news week this week. We don't have a lot to discuss as far as pro wrestling news, but um, you know, kind of good because, like I said, I'm busy this week, and there's going to be weeks that are slow. And me and Jamie have uh, solutions to that problem already, obviously, and. I just got, you know, Jamie's the busiest man on earth. Nobody could keep up with him. And <laughs> I got a crazy week this week. Like I said, going in and out of Miami every day, not to mention I got to work out two or three hours every night. I mean, 
I say this as humbly as possible. I'm goddamn humongous. <laughs> Biggest uh, neck in the business. Yeah, so I don't just go in there and and uh, run a treadmill for for ten minutes and then leave. You know, I'm in there stacking weights for a couple hours. So yeah, it's the only way to get that way yeah, is, is I'm, dedication and hard work. None of this, none of this uh, sitting there on a bicycle. Yeah, I'm in there moving goddamn plates around. So yeah, uh, you know we're busy, but. There is one thing I did want to bring up and wrestling related. Everyone knows about Roman Reigns. We talked about him in the first episode. Um, this is per the Wrestling Observer, which is the second best source for wrestling material, they say, behind our podcast. Yeah. Roman Reigns is going to be in The Rock's new movie. There were some photos of Roman Reigns last week where he's been filming the new sequel of the Fast and Furious franchise, Hobbs and Shaw. It's been kept relatively quiet, but Reigns is going to play the Rock's brother. Rock is, of course, Hobbs. Everyone should know that. Uh, there, fi- there are fight scenes. Roman doing the fight scenes with his shirt off, and he looks good. That was not my quote. If you <laughs> look, he's maybe slightly smaller, but he, uh, sta- of course, he's standing next to the Rock, who's goddamn humongous. Yeah. And um, he looks healthy. So there are rumors out there, you know, did WWE fake the leukemia story? You know, Roman haters are jumping all over this, obviously. But um, I think, you know, you know, wrestling six days a week and filming a movie are two different things. I'm not saying filming a movie is easy, but he obviously has a small role. He's not out there hours of, the, you know, hours and hours of the day. Um. You know, he's the rock hooked him up because it's the rock's cousin and and he's sick and the rock wanted to do something nice for him. So. Yeah, because the rock's an awesome person. Yeah. And really, it doesn't take, I mean, I, I was hoping it would show him in the trailer, but it didn't show him in the Super Bowl trailer last night, did it? Did I miss that? I watched no. the trailer, but I didn't see him. No, he's not in the trailer, but there are photos of him. There, yeah. One of them Samoan dances. Yeah, but I mean, he could have filmed his whole. I mean, he could have filmed his whole role in that movie in one day. They could have shot all his stuff in one day. So it's not like, you know, he's he probably didn't do a lot. Yeah, I, I find it hard to believe WWE would or Roman Reigns would fake a leukemia story. But yeah, Roman would not do that a little less than WWE would. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's. I mean, he's sick. People need to calm down. But you know, good for the Rock, dude. This is what I. This is what I say, and this is what kind of what we're going to talk about tonight the rock is amazing the greatest actor in 2019 i think that we have alive yeah he's in 2018 i mean is i mean god i, I didn't want to get in the skyscraper because we won't be able to talk about anything else but i know it changed my life yeah but he i mean just he's hooking, he's doing a nice thing for his cousin man so it you know it, it, i hate to say it it is what it is what, <laughs> what i started to say and it's a, I think it's a cool thing, man. I'm not a Roman lover, but I'm definitely not a Roman hater. No, I'm in the middle. I'm, I'm fine with Roman. I'll be happy when he comes back one day. Uh, I'll, I'll tune in. Hopefully, he'll. He is. I'm, I'm sure he's working like working on his mic skills. He's probably working on a lot of stuff. Being at home, he's not one of those guys that just sits around. So. Right. And this is actually a good segue. Is what they call in the business segue uh, to what we're going to talk about tonight. So, like I said, I'm busy this week. You know, there's going to be times that Jamie's busy. Um, sometimes it's going to be a slow news week. There's not going to be a lot going on that me and Jamie want to talk about or discuss. So, in those cases, obviously, me and Jamie came up with the most brilliant solution, which is number one. As previously discussed, I believe we brought this up, but we're, we're going to start covering old wrestling shows on the network. So every now and then, instead of a new show, weekly news show, boom, we're going to throw up an old uh, pay-per-view or an old TV show on the network. Is that like you throwing up in an Uber? No, not like me throwing. No, there's no $150 charge with it. <laughs> yeah, ours is a $500 charge, probably. It will be one day. <laughs> But yeah, so we're gonna uh, discuss, you know, give our in-depth analysis and uh, commentary on some old, classic, unbelievable wrestling shows. And on top of that, um, you know, we had a discussion this week with a couple of our buddies about movies and and The Rock and Fast and Furious. 
Um, me and Jamie realize that we're experts at movies, so uh, we're gonna start reviewing movies as well and letting you guys know about some movies that you may not know about because we're not gonna be reviewing the top hundred movies of all time. We're gonna be reviewing our top movies of all time. Yeah, which are everyone's, which should be everyone's top one hundred movies. Our top one hundred is better than the the top one hundred list. Any top one hundred list out there. Oh, yeah, by far. And, I mean, to give you a little background information, for those of you who don't know, uh, Jamie, more than me, I, I moved in when I was older, but, you know, we're from this small little town in Georgia called Blue Ridge. And in Blue Ridge, now, when we were growing up, there was no Netflix, there's no Hulus, there's no red boxes you can go down to at the grocery store. Wait, there's what no- was that? What was that noise? That was your mouth. <laughs> making that noise <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right go ahead but yeah so there's no there's these things called video stores that you had to walk into and uh yeah. in blue ridge we didn't have the big ones like blockbuster but what we did have was a place called theater time video and theater time video had a <laughs> deal where you could rent five movies for five days for five dollars oh five for five for five yep and me and Jamie would constantly do that and pick old movies based off of either the who was in it, the cover, or the tagline. Mo- most of the time, it was the tagline. Yep. And if all three of those matched up, it was a it was a, an incredible night. Yeah, it was probably going to be one of the best movies we've ever seen. And by doing that, we've discovered all kind of incredible movies that I'm sure you may not have heard of, and. We're going to break those down for you eventually. So that's so tonight what we're going to do is kind of give you a prequel, an origin story for our movie review show, which is our so three episodes in, we already have a spinoff. Yep. And we're going to we're going to kind of introduce and uh, I think the best way to do it since we are a wrestling podcast is to talk about the relationship between professional wrestling and movies. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean. Throughout, you know, as my knowledge of movies even extends farther than pretty much in it. I basically owned Blockbuster uh, and then left uh, once it started going down. I brought it to as high as it could. Go. It couldn't go any higher, so it only had one place to go and was down. So I left. Um, I did all I could for that company, and then they just couldn't handle it without me. But wrestling, you know, at, at the end of the day, I mean, kayfabe aside, wrestling is – a lot, a lot of acting uh, mixed with a lot of athleticism and using those things to tell a story in the ring. And some of the, to, to be a good wrestler, you know, you got to be a good actor. You got to be a good talker. You got to be athletic. And to captivate us with a story is just phenomenal. So naturally wrestlers, good wrestlers, people who can talk and act out on TV and live in front of live crowds, end up being in movies right i mean yeah i mean there's a natural progression of, of it yeah there's an aspect of professional wrestling that is acting mm-hmm. so a lot of guys especially if you're really good at professional wrestling you're going to be able to transition into acting most guys start off small and then gradually, you know, become bigger. Of course, the best example and the most successful, obviously, is The Rock, who's, you know, the best actor in Hollywood right now. So, yeah, and arguably top greatest actor of all time. Yeah, well, uh, he's he's up there. He's top five for sure, and he's got a lot of movies left. Yeah, I don't even see. I mean, he's already on the Pacino De Niro level, and he's got forty more years of acting, and those guys are dead basically. So. Yeah, and he's the only person I've ever seen who has a, a tougher workout schedule than I do. Yeah, and I mean, he does, yeah. He's up at 4 o'clock every morning. Yeah, and uh, not even I do that. Jamie's up at 4 o'clock in the morning, but he's got he's busy building businesses. Yeah, and I mean, I could stack plates like he does, but I, I'm just more, I get off on building businesses, so. Yeah, he gets off on that, uh, uh, that brain muscle. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we're going to kind of go through the history of the correlation between the two. And, you know, pretty soon 
we're gonna be dropping some review episodes I think you guys will really enjoy. So we're gonna we're gonna pay some bills real quick and then we'll jump right into this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's your surprise of the night. We did get a huge superstar to uh, read an ad for us. Yeah, he was super grateful that he would do that. Um, he's been wanting to get involved in the show. He's super excited. Uh, he wanted to bring that sponsorship to us. He he called um, a podcast company, and they, they worked together and, and, and figured that out just for us. So, can't you know, that's... That's probably a couple grand right there, just in our bank accounts, easy. So, yeah, we really appreciate it. Roadkill is uh, he's a superstar, so it's a good get for episode three. Um, yep. But like like we were saying, um, we're gonna start talking about movies, and you know, me and Jamie, we we both obviously love professional wrestling, everything about it, have our whole lives, but also our whole lives, we've loved movies, and more importantly. I think I can speak for both of us that some of our favorite movies came from the 1980s. Yeah, easily. Greatest movie time ever. Yeah, 80s movies are like nothing else. They're incredible for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Not only are they awesome, but they're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were great. And that was really, if you look at it, when you started to see this relationship between professional <laughs> and movies exist. So, you know, I think most notably... Right off the bat, I think of Andre the Giant and Princess Bride. Yeah. Which was a huge role for somebody like that. I mean, Princess Bride was a mega hit. That was kind of one of the last things he did, too, in life. You know, he had, he only had a little bit of wrestling left in, in the tank. And uh, he was he was getting old uh, for the Princess Bride deal. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he was kind of on the downturn of his wrestling career, trying something new. And he was awesome in it, honestly. And um, then, of course, one of my favorite movies ever, They Live, starring Robbie Piper. Yeah, phenomenal movie. Uh, <laughs> I watch it all the time. Phenomenal movie, indeed, dude. It is one of the greatest movies about aliens that ever, probably the best movie about aliens ever made. Uh, twice as good as Independence Day. Yeah, and, twice as good. Yeah, and I mean, you can't put a guy like Robbie Piper in Independence Day because it'd be over in five minutes. Yeah, you wouldn't have a movie because he would instantly kill everybody. Yeah, he would have flown the spaceship right up its ass and then jumped down and landed on two feet, and it would have been game over immediately. So, zero casualties, uh, zero Earth casualties. And God forbid if he didn't have any bubble gum. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, if he didn't have any bubble gum, look out, galaxy. Uh, (laughs) Uh, one One of the best movie lines of all time. Great movie line um, to the point where there's uh, cola at Rocket Fizz. There's candy based on it. Uh, that movie had the greatest fight scene of all time. Yeah. 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 Reenacted in episode of South Park. But yeah, one of the greatest fight scenes of all time. Um, if you haven't seen it, you're an idiot. Go watch it right now. Yeah. And John Carpenter directed it. He does. He also writes his own scores and performs his own music, writes his own music. So great soundtrack. Um, yeah. Probably a movie that we're going to cover at some point in, in depth, but um, also like, you know, just came in my mind. I mean, you, you talk about great movie lines. You think of Jesse, the body Ventura and predator. Yeah. It's great. It might be the greatest movie line of, in the history of movies. <laughs> Um, if you don't, if you don't have time to bleed, I mean, that's just, I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah. With the hugest chaw you've ever seen in. Yeah. And that was when he said, cause he also said that son of a bitch is dug in there like an Alabama tick. <laughs> uh, Jason yeah. Lottie Ventura, phenomenal eighties. I mean, Captain Freedom and running man, uh, just unbelievable, unbelievable yeah. actor. Unbelievable commentary for when we cover these old wrestling shows, too, by the way. He's Jesse Ventura, one of the greatest wrestling people, in in my, in my opinion. Yeah, one of the greatest wrestling personalities, easily. Yeah. But uh, all of those were kind of on a smaller scale. The guy who really, of course, elevated it to the next level right away was Hulk Hogan. Who, yep. you know, he had the small bit part in Rocky Three. But it was such a huge, it, it seemed like a small role, but it was such a huge role 
because not only was it Hulk, Hulk Hogan too, I mean, Mr. T was involved there and he was involved in wrestling, but like Hulk Hogan beat the hell out of Rocky. And you didn't know the best thing about that scene is like people, like he picked him up and threw him over the rope. And like, it, it, there was kayfabe that like people believed wrestling was real then, like actually beating the shit out of people. So people were worried about Rocky going up against Thunderlips. Yeah, there was a reality aspect to it. He was so much bigger than Stallone, too. But um, yeah. Sylvester Stallone, probably my favorite actor of all time. Uh, it should be everybody's favorite actor of all time. If he's not yeah. your favorite actor, just turn the podcast off right now. He is, he is somebody we're definitely going to cover in depth. But um, Hulk Hogan, of course, would go on to his own movie career. I mean, No Holds Barred is a movie we had to cover. <laughs> one, one of the, my favorite movies of all time. Some people call it the worst movie ever made, but it is great for so many reasons on so many levels. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you want to talk about one-liners, Dookie. Dookie. Da, 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 dookie. Um, I mean, I still do rip them to this day. Everybody knows. <laughs> like, I rip them. I rip it to everyone. Everywhere I go, I rip it. Yeah. He, uh, his outfits in that movie, of course, it was, it was written by a uh, famous screenwriter in Hollywood. And then as filming was about to start, they decided it wasn't good. So Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan rewrote the whole movie in three days. From <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, it, and obviously whatever they did was way better. Yeah. Obviously they were on the right track. Yeah. So, I mean, incredible, incredible. Hall of Fame movie. movie. Which led to Hogan wanting to kind of be, I don't know what you say, a, a star for like children's movies. Yeah. Um, Obviously, that was his biggest fan base in the 80s. And um, that was, you know, besides black people, those were the people that loved him the most. <laughs> so, <laughs> he he made a lot of children's movies at the time. <laughs> Suburban Commando, uh, Mr. Nanny, uh, It's 5 o'clock, you know where your dad is. Santa with muscles. Santa with muscles. Uh, Assault on Devil's Island with Carl Weathers, Shannon Tweed. Shannon Tweed, my favorite late night Cinemax star. <laughs> uh, I mean, all of those movies are incredible if you haven't seen them, um, especially Suburban Commando, which, you know, Undertaker has a small role in. Great actor. Great actor. <laughs> uh, Mr. Nanny is unbelievable. Hogan really changed the game because, you know, wrestling, he brought wrestling to mainstream. Mm -hmm. And he brought it to the, to the national media too. Yeah. And Hogan, you know, made all these great movies. He wanted to be a huge movie star. Some people would say he wasn't successful. I would say that's not true. His movies were incredible, but movies were phenomenal and he, I mean, he rolled out the red carpet for the rest of the rest of the the industry to be in. Like, if it wasn't for him, wrestlers wouldn't have tried their luck on acting. I mean, we wouldn't have Bonesaw in Spider Man if it wasn't for Mister Nanny. Yeah, and just like you know, just like in Toronto, Canada, where he passed the torch to the Rock in a match, he would, of course. Uh, Passed the torch to the rock in Hollywood as well, correct? Yeah, he did. I mean, he and then the rock. I mean, there's like a there's a lot of other wrestlers who have, have done some acting stuff, but the rock is he's head and shoulders above the rest. I mean, he every single movie he's done, first of all, I've seen in theaters, second of all, they're just phenomenal front to back, story, acting, everything. Yeah, rock. I've said it already. He's the best actor today. Of course, he started out slow. He had a part in the one of the mummies. Yeah, um, Scorpion King. Yeah, and then um, I believe I can't remember was his first movie Rundown or Walking Tall. Uh, it was one. I, it was one of the two, but they were both around the same time. Uh, Rundown, I think, might have been right before Walking Tall. Uh, both phenomenal movies, though. Walking Tall, he saves the city. Uh, makes sure, you know, people were treating his uh, high school crush right. 
Uh, it was they were made. Yeah, I think the rundown was 2003, and Walker Tall was 2004. Right, and then he had. Uh, first of all, the rundown is an incredible movie. Walking Tall is awesome too, but the rundown is hilarious. Rock was awesome in it. Yeah, he fought Christopher Walken. Yeah, he had the famous scene at the beginning where he walks by Schwarzenegger, and Schwarzenegger says, "It's your turn, kid." Yeah, talk about passing the torch. He had a small uh, bit role in Be Cool. Um, yeah, he did that. He did Doom. Yeah, Doom wasn't his greatest, but I thought Doom was incredible. I mean, he had the line in Doom where he looked at that gun and goes, big fucking gun. <laughs> Just showing everybody he could say fuck whenever he wants to, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, you're not going to do nothing about it. And your kids will be able to say fuck because he he did. And then he started doing some more uh, less action, more kind of drama, family movies, Gridiron Gang, Game Plan, Get Smart. Yeah, he was a, he's a small role in Get Smart. He did Race to Witch Mountain, Tooth Fairy. Uh, um, I don't think I've ever seen Tooth Fairy, but I'm sure it's unbelievable. Uh, phenomenal. Tooth Fairy is probably the best children's movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, he has a he's a single father. It's he just shows you how to live life as a single father. So, yeah. So for all you single dads out there, if you need a if you need an instruction manual, watch Tooth Fairy. Yeah, uh, he had a small role in the other guys, which was he was fucking hilarious in. Yeah, easily hilarious. He did faster, and then he did the movie that, in my opinion, brought him into the next level. The next, yeah. the next stratosphere, and that was Fast Five. Yep. And I, I want to bring this up real quick because we had a discussion earlier this week. I don't want to name anyone by name, but when the Hobbs and Shaw trailer was released, someone decided that um, he wasn't that interested in it because he saw, he's seen the first Fast and Furious, and it wasn't for him, so he hasn't seen any of the others. Okay, so not so he hasn't seen any of the rocks Fast and the Furious. Let's get this straight. He hasn't seen Fast Five or later. Exactly. So the very first Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Which was just about not going to jail and working on cars. Yeah, the very the first wars. Fast and Furious that was ever made was basically just you know import cars or whatever the fuck you want to call them, turbos and all that. Super street mobiles, and yeah. they go to race wars, and it's really what led to Paul Walker's death. <laughs> it um, really is, and it was really popular at the time. So they made a movie about it, and it was just for those people. Really, it was a terrible movie. Yeah, no one cared. I mean, they had uh, with the seventy-one Dodge Charger or whatever, whatever car it was that he, you know, jumped and yeah, there were just guys who were in the cars. It was no big deal. But then fast forward to a couple movies later all of a sudden the rocks in it and all of a sudden these guys are doing huge jobs uh save or saving the world from you know criminals from all over the planet and every movie gets bigger and badder and i'm telling you right now if you haven't seen fast five through the fate of the furious you need to go watch those right now they are all, unbelievable they are all incredible and the rock is amazing as uh, agent hobbs I can't. I mean, I'm getting mad thinking about how people don't like those movies right now. Yeah, it, it's a bummer because, like, I, I just The Rock is one of the greatest crime fighters ever. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. There'll be no crime in him where where he's around. Uh, I mean, he should be the next Bond. Yeah, he uh, says it. In the Hobbs, he says it in the Hobbs and Shaw trailer. He says, "I've already saved the world four times. I'm awesome at it." Yeah, and it's like, how is that? Who else has done that? Name someone else that saved the world four times. No, you can't do it. Only The Rock has done it. And yeah. that's the baddest lines you've ever heard in those movies. I mean, my favorite of all time was when he was in the hospital looking out the window. He sees an explosion. He's in the hospital. He <laughs> yeah, sees an ex- like fifth story. Yeah, he sees an explosion obviously miles away and looks at his young daughter. And says, Daddy's got to go to work. And he flexes, and the cast breaks off of his arm. Yeah. what I mean, he healed. I mean, he don't, just by flexing, he healed himself, and which was automatically his arm was bigger than that cast. 
Yeah, as two of the only other people on Earth who can break a cast just by flexing, we can tell you it ain't easy. It's not easy. Yeah, I've done it, what, how many times? Four or five times? Yeah, I've seen you do it four or five times. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm telling you right now, they're incredible. Hobbs and Shaw, of course, like I said, from Fast Five on, every movie they take it to a new level, a new crazy amount of ridiculousness. Hobbs and Shaw extends that by they're basically fighting a superhero. Yeah, I can't. I mean, this is... I mean, their movies are already more... He's a more more of a superhero than anyone in any DC movie, I can tell you that. Yeah, which he is going to be in a DC movie, but... He, yeah. He's, he is. Yeah, the Fast, the Fast and Furious franchise is better than the DC movie franchise. Easily. Easily. And I would rather, if I was getting attacked by villains or aliens, I would call Ludacris and Tyrese and The Rock over uh, Jason Momoa. Easily. Over Jason Momoa and Ben Affleck and whichever douchebag's playing Superman tomorrow. And I don't care if everyone's name, mother's names are Martha. I'm not calling them. Yeah, we don't give a fuck. I don't know what Hobbs' mom's name. He probably broke her neck. Probably. <laughs> he probably he probably broke her vagina coming out. Yeah, it probably did. He probably goes, Daddy's got to go to work and just flew out of that thing. Blew, blew, blew straight out of that shaft slide. Yeah, so I'm telling you right now, A, you're going to go watch Hobbs and Shaw, but before you go watch Hobbs and Shaw, you're going to want to watch the Fast and Furious franchise, which is incredible. And before you go out there, let me clarify, the first three movies you don't need to watch. No, there was the first one's dumb. The second one took place in Asia, which I don't even... It was just motorcycles and the tree ad, so nobody cared. I didn't even understand that movie. Uh, and the third one, I don't even remember. Michelle Rodriguez may have been dead. I'm not. No, maybe that's Resident Evil. I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, the third one was Tokyo Drift. The second one was Too Fast, Too Furious. Oh, is that the third one was in Asia? Yeah. I don't see. I, who cares? Let's just start with number four and go on. Yeah. None of the guys were in the the Tokyo Drift one. Actually, I think the Tokyo Drift one was like way in the future. But since they started fighting superheroes, the timeline's kind of iffy. But it did that movie did change his career because like especially as a crime fighter because there's a movie he did after that uh, if you don't mind me moving up to another movie. Well, before you do, I just want to say there's pieces of shit out there like Matt Cole who don't like the Fast and Furious movies, but they make a shit ton of money. Yeah. A, a ton of money. Yeah, worldwide. I mean, The Rock was the highest paid actor in what 2018. Yeah, and that's why getting this part in the Fast and Furious Furious uh, series was such a big deal because it really elevated him to the next level. Not only that, I mean, he he gets to be alongside Jason Statham. Yeah, also an incredible actor who has who, many who great fought who fought a megalodon uh, underwater with a knife, hand to hand combat, <laughs> killed a megalodon. So I don't know who's done that. So what? I mean, I just I don't know. I don't know why people would ever shit on that. I don't know why Mac the Matt Coles of the world. I guess they just. You know, some people just like to watch the world burn, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, some people yeah. some people are just fucking idiots. I say it, I said it once, I'll say it again, man. Some people are just fucking idiots. <laughs> okay, so yeah, the Fast and Furious franchise took them to the next level, but you were going to talk about the next level after that. Yeah, and then, hang on. Let me, I got to get ready for this. All right. Um, so the next movie, you know, after that, after after Fast Five, where The Rock became uh, an incredible crime fighter and great action star, there's a movie he came out with called Snitch, where his son got caught with drugs and The Rock had to go undercover, and he basically had to get his son out. His son was going to jail for a long time. Um, he, The guy from the Punisher television show, Shane from Walking Dead, was in it. Uh, he worked for the Rock. Rock was like the successful businessman and uh, owned a construction company, but he had to go undercover and catch all these drug dealers. And the action, the urgency of the action in the movie was phenomenal. Like just him being able to, the, the drama, the dramatic part of it leading up to the action. He saved his family and he took a lot of drugs off the streets. 
uh, I know that you know what that's like because you take drugs off the streets every day with your job. And I just want to say thank you uh, for doing that. But yeah, you're welcome. Can you relate to The Rock in this movie? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's basically, I'm basically John Matthews. Yeah. So obviously, it's, it's something I can relate to. But yeah, Snitch was awesome. And it was, it was different than anything he's ever made before, really. Yep, and it was a, it was more of a drama, but with some with some intense action in it. So it it, it really helped him step his acting up to the next level, uh, as far as a sincere, serious role goes. Uh, I think that movie often gets overlooked, um, and if anybody hasn't seen it, you should you should tune in. It'll probably change your life. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those movies that's really good that's overlooked. People mm-hmm. talk about a lot. He then would do, he had a small part in G.I. Joe. He was awesome in G.I. Joe. Yeah, Roadblock, yeah. one of the all-time great characters in G.I. Joe history. Yeah, the reboot, they they were on a, they were doing some good stuff with that G.I. Joe series, and then it just all fell to shit. Sure did. But he was in Pain and Gain, that movie. He was hilarious in Pain and Gain. <laughs> yeah, he was hilarious in that movie. I mean, when you just go down the catalog, how is The Rock not one of the best actors of all time? I don't know. I mean, he's played every role. Every role he can play, every role. Yeah, and then uh, and then he did uh, San Andreas, of course, Save the World. Uh, San Andreas. Let me. All right. Within five minutes in San Andreas, The Rock drove a giant truck. He flew a he flew a helicopter. He then flew an airplane. He he dove out of an airplane into a baseball stadium. <laughs> then then he drove a boat over a tidal wave and then he held his breath longer than Kurt Russell and Poseidon just to, because he's, I mean, honestly, he surpassed Kurt Russell uh, as far as I'm concerned to save his daughter. So I, he saved California, his family. I don't even know what to say. It was one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a general theme, but The Rock saves the world. Yeah, it's and it's not even no one else is even close. Yeah, and just when you want to call the rock one dimensional, he does central central intelligence, which shows you how hilarious he is. Hysterical. Yeah, that movie is hilarious if you've never seen it. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, and then he then he goes on a whole nother spectrum of things and does uh he he plays Maui. Uh, <laughs> in, <laughs> he uh, plays a, Maui. <laughs> well i can say since my girlfriend's obsessed with disney the correct uh, uh moana <laughs> moana no uh, moana is the name of the movie but he's the voice of maui oh, i thought you were saying and the, the movie was called Maui. No, no i mean it might as well be and it looked like it was just on hawaii but um no, but, no, he played. He, he did the voice, but he did voice acting, which is very, it's not easy. Voice acting is not easy. Yeah, you can't sing, sing better than Adam Levine. Yeah, easily better than Adam Levine. His tattoos are better, and he had a shirt on. Right. And if he wanted to re- take his shirt off, he would just flex, and it would be like Lou Frigno from The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> that's how, that's how when. Incredible Hulk never took shirts off. When he turned into Incredible Hulk, they just ripped off and yeah. fell on the ground. And that's what that's what he would do. And if their shirt was happened to be tucked in, if it was a nice dress shirt on a night going to work, trying to look nice and work hard, like an average human being should, the shirt would rip off and dangle down because it's still tucked in. Yeah, and he he has a normal looking tattoo. He doesn't just have where it looks like you went in his tattoo shop and said, Let me get one of everything on the left. Yeah, he doesn't have a he doesn't have states names across his chest just for like I'm not real sure why I don't know why I don't just to let people know where he's from. Um, so yeah, he's and then of course Rampage was incredible, but what I think me and Jamie both want to talk about is Skyscraper. Yeah, he plays uh, Will Sawyer. Um, whew, all right. I gotta get, I gotta get ready for this. We're talking about skyscraper. Skyscraper changed my life. Yeah, I gotta get ready too. Um, <laughs> I uh, the moment I saw skyscraper. Oh, let me ask you this: When you saw skyscraper, 
did you walk out of the theater and climb the high the, the highest thing you possibly could see? Yeah. So I went. Right, saw, right. I went and saw Skyscraper opening night. Obviously, I made Rachel go watch it. In who theaters. didn't see it open at night? Who didn't see it open at night? Yeah. Uh, hopefully, everybody went. But I immediately um, tried to cut my leg off first. Yeah. Rachel wouldn't let me. But after that, I did try to climb the highest thing I could find. Yep. Just to prove that you can run and jump from one thing to the other. Everyone talks about how unrealistic that was. But, I mean, obviously, The Rock did that with ease with one leg. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, I did the math, and I used Scott Steiner math. He was running at 33 and a third percent. Uh speed which is a hundred percent faster than anyone else on the planet could run so if you're running a hundred percent faster than anyone else on the planet and you're 33 and a third percent faster than that you can possibly jump a mile and a half yeah so the math obviously adds up yeah a mile and a half a mile and a half is is roughly close to what eight thousand feet so i'm just taking you know educated guess uh, it's like 7,700 feet or something, maybe. Uh, so, and the distance between that super crane and skyscraper was only, I mean, it was only 300 yards. So if he wanted to, he could have jumped over it. He just had to pick a precise place to land where he could get on and save his family. Yeah, he he basically did what we never thought would happen, and he made a better diehard. Yeah. And honestly, and I'll say, I said this when, you know, I walked out of that movie and sat down and told the world this. Uh, they wouldn't listen because they're idiots. I told everybody Bruce Willis should be embarrassed with his performance in Die Hard. Um, he had two legs. Granted, he didn't walk, have shoes. Um, yeah, he walked on glass that one time. And he said, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. But that's really about it. He was a horrible father. He didn't care about his family. I mean, people say he wanted to save his ex-wife in that movie or wife or whatever it was. But realistically, he just was being a cop and he always needed to be at the center of the tension because he's selfish. And he just did what he did. He just he just fought bad guys. He didn't he's he's a deadbeat dad, doesn't care about his daughter. Um, and and the opposite of that, the rock, just to prove Bruce Willis wrong. I mean, the rock's probably the greatest father of all time. Can you name a better father? I mean, no, definitely not. If God, you add up, like, if you add up just uh, San Andreas, uh, skyscraper, not to mention in the Fast and Furious movies, he has a small daughter, Tooth Fairy. He is the best dad we've ever seen. Best dad. I mean, and a lot of you people believe in God, and he let his son die. So that tells you how shitty of a father he was. Um, but The Rock. I mean. I, I just don't know, but there's not a better dad. I mean, there's, it's, he jumped off a super crane with one leg, landed on the skyscraper on the outside, climbed up from the outside, saved his family, destroyed bad guys, defeated every obstacle. Uh, And on top of that, he was set up by one of his friends that he trusted. Uh, I, I'm getting emotional. Um, I just don't know how people wouldn't like this movie. It doesn't, it makes no sense. The reason why the world acts the way it does say, why everybody's whining and crying and so sensitive. They're all a bunch of pussies running around waiting for somebody to say something wrong. So they can be social justice warriors and all this shit. It's because they don't watch. They didn't watch skyscraper skyscraper solved the world hunger. Everything. If you, the world would just watch skyscraper, everybody would be at peace and work together and figure out how to solve the problems. So I just want you to take a minute real quick as we wrap up The Rock's already unbelievable movie career and just talk to those people who haven't seen Skyscraper yet. What's the message you have for them? What's the message I have for people who haven't seen Skyscraper? Yeah. Considering that it's available to rent now on every platform. Every platform. I'll walk around looking at people and say, do you want to fix your marriage? Are you lost in life? Um, do you want, do you want to learn how to work hard every day? Um, do you want to, to see your children more than just on Saturdays? Um, do you have, do you take having two legs for granted? Do you, yeah. Do you, or do you enjoy both legs? Um, what, 
if you do, if you need any help in life, it, just watch Skyscraper. Even if I, I, oh man, I the day after watching Skyscraper, I just took the engine out of my car and rebuilt it because Skyscraper taught me how to rebuild engines. Yeah, I think the day um, that Skyscraper. Oh, actually, yeah, the next day after I watched Skyscraper, I remember I live on the seventh floor of a condo building. I jumped off my balcony onto a moving train and ran as fast as I could to the front and learned how to drive a train and drove the train to the next spot. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. That's, I mean, and have any of you done that? I mean, you could do, other people could do that, but they they don't watch Skyscraper. They don't have the guts. Yeah, that's what's crazy is before I watched Skyscraper, I had no idea how to drive a train. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't know how to fly a plane before I watched Skyscraper, and I climbed the tower boarded a plane and flew to Madison and opened a business. <laughs> so I, it's just crazy to me. All these people try to learn stuff off YouTube and Rosetta stone. You want to learn another language? Watch skyscraper. Yeah. You want to learn yeah. Mandarin? Watch skyscraper. The rock spoke perfect Mandarin in that movie. Yeah. So if you want to unlock your full potential and be the best you, you need to watch skyscraper. That's all we can really say about it. But but I think, I mean, we've we've proven without a doubt, if this was court, it'd be unanimous that The Rock yeah. is the best actor of our generation. Easily, easily. Were the defense and the persecution drop dead? Yeah, instantly. Instantly, yeah, it's not even. And then I'm actually, I think I'll probably, when we're done with this podcast, I think I'll probably go climb uh, out my building jump to the building beside it and climb up to the top of it and see if i can run and jump to course field uh it's it's about a mile from the building so i think i'll try it out i think i can get pretty close if not at least land on the side of the well by steiner math you'll make it yes if i steiner math i'll i'll make it right in and i'll probably land sliding into home uh, now i am curious uh, now what what we talked about what you can do watching a movie. What what can you do just by talking about Skyscraper? That's what I wonder. Um, what you can do by what can you do just by talking about Skyscraper? Yeah. Just by talking about Skyscraper to you for how long we've been talking about it? It's probably seven minutes. Yeah. I measured my biceps before and now hang on, let me measure them right now. Let me go. So my biceps have went from twenty four inches to twenty six and a half inches. Just by talk, because I flex so much when I'm talking about it. Yeah. I just gained two and a half inches on my pythons. Yeah, that's incredible. How? What about you? Need to measure your neck, Jesus. Yeah. Can you even walk through the door? No, I'm afraid to even move right now. <laughs> Skyscraper, incredible. Rock, incredible. I mean, there's just no. You can't argue it. He's the best actor we've ever seen. It's the yep is. And maybe, just maybe, there's another planet in a galaxy far, far away somewhere where there's a professional wrestler turned actor who has made better movies. But I I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Yeah, and he better never come here and mess with a rock. I know that. Yeah, because he'll be dead immediately. Wouldn't even be a movie. It'd be a short film. <laughs> All right, so we've broke down Hogan, and of course we didn't go into crazy detail about Hogan, but I'm sure we'll be covering most of his movies in depth. Yeah. We we broke down the amazing career of The Rock that isn't even probably halfway done. Yeah, it's not even close to done. And we want to talk about the next evolution. So in the 80s, Hogan, biggest thing ever, right? In the, yeah. in, the in the 90s, The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, which, by the way, we didn't even talk about Austin and The Condemned and all the great movies he's been in. We can, I mean, and we, we got about, you know, 15 minutes. We can talk about him too. Well, I know you really like his straight to uh, uh, DVD movie. So just re- in a, real quick, this will kind of break down Stone Cold. All right. Well, if I'm going to break down Stone Cold. Uh, better open that beer and take a swig. So first of all, I was at the the world premiere of The Condemned. Stone Cold Steve Austin's first movie. I watched it arm in arm with Arn Anderson. I called Batista a bitch because he was fighting Undertaker, sat behind Batista. 
Um, the Condemned is a is a phenomenal movie of a man who was just done wrong. He just wants to fight his way back to his family, um, his girlfriend taken advantage of. But his straight to DVD movies, and he does this just because he's a quieter guy. He don't need the spotlight. He just likes whipping ass. So there's a movie called Hunt to Kill where the the boss fight, he fights, he has a four-wheeler fight. He fights, he rides a four-wheeler and another guy rides a four-wheeler. And they fight each other in a forest. And he, I mean, he has one of the greatest lines, my favorite lines in movie history. Um, you, want he shoots, to, you want me to try to guess it? Yeah, go for it. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think, I'm thinking the same one. The one I'm thinking of was from Condemned where he goes, uh, uh, the guy goes, uh, where are you from? He goes, I'm from a little town outside of Alaska called Fuck Your Mother. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody has better one-liners than Austin. First of all, Hunt to Kill, name of the movie. Uh, when he murders the boss, he goes, when I hunt, I hunt to kill. You know, instead of, you know, he doesn't hunt. He, that's a great line. But, so the boss, he has a he has to fight a henchman. And he shoots a henchman in a leg with a, with a bow and arrow because he's an expert um, archer um, and he, he's just incredible with all all the weapons in the forest and he shoots a henchman in the leg he looks at him straight in the face and he goes Yara <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately murders the shit out of him um, but yeah he has a four wheeler fight at a sawmill I don't know if that brings back you know Kent Kesselberg's chicken fighting at the sawmill in uh, Blue Ridge but a lot of great things happen at sawmills, and that's a great place to have a boss fight. If you remember, The Rock and Walking Tall, his boss fight was at the sawmill. So, I uh, then he's in he's in another movie that's to me that movie. I could have just watched that movie and never watched Sons of Anarchy. Um, he goes to a little town to uh, extract revenge from from a, a Mexican biker gang, uh, the Mayans, and he murders Danny Trejo in a biker gang. Um, there's multiple movies where he fights for his family to get out of prison. Uh, he's in The Expendables. Um, he's a he's a boss fight in The Expendables. He's one of, I would call him more of a mini boss. Actually, he's a boss fight, right? Austin's always a boss fight. Oh, for sure. Um countless great movies um yeah he's just, kind of uh he's kind of uh you know uh people don't talk about austin in movies but he has some real screamers yeah has some screamers uh longest yard remake um he just he put nelly in his place uh <laughs> he uh he he has been like you said a lot of straight to dvd roles but that suits him because he doesn't want that he doesn't want he wasn't want to walk the red carpet he wants to live that life, but he wants to show bad guys that they need their asses whipped. Yeah. So anybody out there, any Stone Cold Steve Austin movie is just phenomenal. Um, you're going to learn a lot about yourself and how not to be a bitch, um, how to step up and do the right thing, be a man, take care of your family, uh, wake up every day, make your bed first. First thing you should do every day is make your bed Um you know those kind of those kind of values that are very important. Yeah. So, the eighties, the biggest thing it was Hogan, right? In the nineties, the biggest thing was The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then in the two thousands to now, really, the biggest thing in wrestling was John Cena, and he's kind of this new generation's Hulk Hogan, and he is you know putting his foot in the door of the acting. He actually. Started out, a lot of people don't know this, he was in Ready to Rumble, uncredited scene, before he was even... Yep. And, um... Great movie. Which, yeah, that's an underrated movie that we probably need to cover, so people know how awesome it is. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, he started out in the Marine, which was awesome. The Marine was unbelievable. Yeah, Marine was great. 12 rounds, awesome. Yep. Uh, legendary family movie did a bunch of family movies, but I mean, he's the new Hogan, you know, like I said, he's kids love him. And then now he's kind of trying to transition into a bigger role. You know, he's not wrestling as much. He wants to get on that rock level really, but he had a small uh, part in train wreck. 
he was in daddy's home. He's in sisters, kind of the same, just really small roles. Um, he did uh, Fern- Fern- Fernand, some kids' movie. I haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> that is Daddy's Home too. Is that that Will Ferrell where Mel Gibson and John Lithgow? Yeah, so he was in, at the very end. He was hilarious in that. Movie. He was at the very end of Daddy's Home, and then yeah, that's he's fucking... in Daddy's Home too. But I mean, he's he's actually pretty hilarious. The small role that he had in Trainwreck, he was hilarious. Um, yeah, if you ever seen Sisters, he was hilarious in that with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, and then um, he was in Blockers, which you know Blockers wasn't my favorite, but man, whatever. Yeah, and now he just came out with Bumblebee, which is you know he's trying to get in a big franchise role, and you know who knows he has potential. He's he's a pretty good actor. Yeah, he's good. He'll be just fine. Bumblebee is actually. The Transformers movies are terrible, but Bumblebee's pretty good. Um, so I, I think this is the movie that transcends Cena to that next level acting where he's going to start really fighting crime, doing the right thing. Yeah, so he's he's not quite – obviously, he's not going to reach a Rock's level. I would say he's, he's on that Hulk Hogan uh, path as far as what movie role he's, he's taking, and he's – He's uh, maybe even with Stone Cold, maybe a little behind Stone Cold, but he's, you know, he's, if you really look at it, he's just kind of starting out. Yeah, he's starting out. He's small roles into like Bumblebee was kind of his first, uh, I mean, well, 12 rounds. I mean, he's, he's starting his movies, but like Bumblebee is that first live action uh, blockbuster type film that he's in, right? Like, yeah, I would say, well, it's a franchise movie. Yeah. So, you know, if it takes off, which, you know, who knows, but um, it has potential to be something big like what uh, Fast and Furious was for The Rock. Definitely. So, speaking of The Marine, which was awesome, you know, The Miz acts. Miz has been in some great movies. Amazing. Yeah, his Marine franchise movies are pretty dang good. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of The Miz. Me too. In wrestling and in acting. Yeah. But there's just guys out there. I know Dolph Ziggler wants to act. Uh, who else you can think of right now who wants to get in the acting game? Cody does some acting. I mean, even Dean Ambrose was it was in um, 12 rounds, three or 14 rounds yeah. or whatever. Becky Lynch, Shawn Michaels were in that new Marine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Show's done some stuff. Even Triple H. Yeah, he did that movie Chaperone, which was hilarious. He was also in Blade 3. Yeah, so it's an easy transition for us. And, I mean, I think we've already proven, without even going in-depth on one movie, uh, our vast knowledge of wrestling, or not even wrestling movies, but just movies in general. Yeah, it's more than anyone else out there. Yeah, we're really going to be able to take it to the next level, give you guys something to enjoy that, you know, if you're not a huge wrestling fan, but you want to hear me and Jamie just run our mouths about something, you know, you can you can listen to us, give a movie review, and give you in-depth insight in the movie, and then go watch that movie, and guess what? Your life's better. Yeah, I agree. Are you, what's going on? Are you distracted? <laughs> no, I was drinking, I was taking a huge sip of beer. Oh. <laughs> That's like, uh, when uh when Rachel's running her mouth about something, I just go, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's what you're doing. I was trying to hurry up and drink. I was I was in the middle of like a triple gulp of beer, and I was trying to hurry up, and so I just agreed with you instead of just chiming in. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's our episode for tonight. Not a lot of wrestling talk, but you know, it, it's important for you guys to know how vast our intelligence is. Yeah. And how much, just, I don't know, how much more we know than Google, you, everyone else. Yeah, so there you go. Episode three, tell your friends. Uh, Find us on Instagram, Twitter. We'll never have a Facebook. Um, (laughs) Obviously, we're up on YouTube. We're on everything, iTunes, Spotify, Google. Google. Um, Our sponsor, Anchor Anchor FM, which is an app we use. We're up on there with our own site. Um, you can find us basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Yep. 
I don't even have any of those things you just named. <laughs> Shocker. Jamie does not use apps. But, um, yeah, you can listen to us on basically 15 different ways. So tell your friends. Help us out. The more listens we get, the more we get paid. I know, we obviously, we don't need more money, but uh, whatever money we make off the podcast, we're basically going to give it back to you because we're going to use it to make merch, have giveaways, maybe meet and greets. Who knows? Yeah, big meet and greets are huge. Yeah. So help us out. Hope you enjoy the show. You got any feedback, let us know, obviously. And um, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Jamie, you got anything else? No, I'm just I'm excited that Roadkill got to to come back and be a little part of the show. I'm excited for what we're gonna do in the future. Really excited about that Facebook page that's coming up, coming soon. Uh, who knows what'll be on there? It'll be a way for people to direct contact us through uh, another social media site. Yeah, that Facebook page coming in 2060. Yep, 2060. I don't know if I live that long. Jeez. No, probably not. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, there you go. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. We'll see you next week. See you.